Well, hey there, I'm Liz St. Jean, and this is the Rise in Your 9 to 5 podcast, where I help quietly ambitious leaders who want to have meaningful and fulfilling careers, making an impact in the world. It's where strategy meets intuition to become a better leader with more joy, less stress, and endless impact. So let's break free from perfectionism, imposter thoughts, and that inner rule keeper that keeps you in a career comfort zone. It's time to become unapologetically you and step into the life you are meant to live. We're going to talk presence, productivity, and having it all. Or, as my four-year-old would say, we're going to take over the world. So let's get to it. Before I kick things off, I wanted to let you know that I did work on something, though, over this last month, and I would love for you to check it out. It is called the Imposter Syndrome Workbook for Mid-Level Leaders. You can get that at themintambition.com slash workbook. You should absolutely check it out. It is a compilation of some of my best activities around overcoming imposter syndrome. And I use a framework that I very, very tongue in cheek called the perfect system. So go check that out. It's a fantastic workbook for you to really think through, give you some reflections. It's very comprehensive. So again, that's at themintambition.com slash workbook, the imposter syndrome workbook for mid-level leaders. Go check it out. Well, hey there, friends. Welcome back to the show. Today's show is going to be pretty quick. We are going into a somewhat of a tactical, somewhat of a strategic topic. We're going to be talking about the three things to look for in a mentor. Now, you know, I do a lot of mindset work on this podcast. I've got a lot of episodes about that. But for this one, I wanted to give you something really concrete that you can work with. And I wanted to share what I look for when I'm looking for a mentor, the three things that to me kind of create this really beautiful Venn diagram of a really excellent, great mentor. Now, there's there are lots and lots of things that we could look for in a mentor, and you might have your own that you want to add to this list. But I find these are the three things that make for a really effective and just a bit more kind of strategic of doubling up on benefits relationship in a mentor. So let's just jump right into it. So for the first one, this is arguably where when a lot of people talk about what to look for a mentor, to me, it all they all folds into this number one, which is for me, mutual respect. Mutual respect. That's by far for me the most important thing that I'm looking for when I'm looking for a mentor. And the reason I say mutual is because I really feel that we are, as a society, as a community, as as a world, we're coming to a better place of understanding that how leadership works, that it's back and forth. It's not just one person is better than the other and then, you know, gets to tell them everything that they know as though they just, they know everything better than their person. We're really moving away from that. A lot of, a lot of people and some organizations have truly moved away from it. We're still kind of grappling with a bit of a old school thinking where one person is in charge and they know better or just because someone has had X number years experience, they quote, know better than you. But a true mentor relationship 
would have mutual respect. So first of all, obviously, or maybe it's not so obvious, but for me, it's just absolutely obvious. Like I have to respect the person. Like I have to have really deep respect for them, either for their experience, for their insights, for their perspectives. And, and part of that for me, at least for me, mutual respect is I really respect someone who's had very different experiences, right? But it needs to be mutual. So for me, even if there's someone out there that I would love, you know, I think I really respect them, but it doesn't feel like it would be a mutual respect. Well, for one thing, that probably does impact the respect aspect of it, right? Maybe my respect is not as high as it otherwise would be because just for me, I really respect the folks who can respect others no matter their experience, no matter their life background. Um, and so it really needs to be mutual, that we hold that mutual respect we are learning from one another. You granted, if it's a true, true mentorship, there's a lot that I'm probably getting out of the relationship or I'm benefiting from, but I want it to be mutual. So a lot of articles that you read when they talk about what to look for in a mentor, to me, really falls into that bucket of that respect, that someone that you feel that you can respect, because whether you can learn from them, get their insights, et cetera, and you want it to be mutual. So that's number one. Now, number two is related to something that I've talked about on the podcast before, and that's the concept of having a sponsor at work. Now, some of you may be familiar with this, especially uh, if you listen to episode 59, where I really get into sponsors. But a quick recap, a sponsor is someone who advocates for you, who puts your name forward, who helps you achieve your goals. Like they are actively taking part. Maybe they hear about an opportunity and they, they let you know about it, but it's usually much more active. They're putting, they're, they're advocating for you. They're sponsoring you. And you want to have sponsors at work, okay? That does not mean that I expect my mentor to be a sponsor. So here's the difference. So something that a lot of us definitely feel uncomfortable about is the idea of, of using a mentor, that it's very transactional or that you're wanting to, them to further your career. You're approaching them because you think they're going to help you. So I don't advocate for that. Like I don't advocate for you to go out and seek someone out because they're currently in a position to help you with your current goals, like to get really kind of tactical. And like, it just feels icky, right? And if you're listening to this podcast, you're probably with me and that just doesn't feel good. But that said, when I am looking at a mentor relationship, I do think about, could this person be an effective sponsor? If the right circumstance came up, you know, maybe they've been a mentor of mine for months, if not years, if the right situation came up, would they be effective? And by effective, I mean, like part of it is, you know, do I get the sense that they would actually put someone's name forward or advocate for them? But truthfully, when I'm thinking about someone being an effective sponsor, I am also thinking about, do they have that ability to make things happen for others? Do I get a sense from them or do they, maybe they even have a track record of it, but do I get the sense that if they wanted to help me, they would know how to do it and they could do it? Do I, do I believe that that would be possible? And so that factors in for me as a really effective mentor. And again, I want to remind you, we are looking for a mentor here. So we're not looking to use someone, definitely not right out of the gates. You know, I wouldn't recommend looking for a mentor 
that overlaps with your immediate career goals. For Let's say, for example, you are looking to get a promotion inside your organization and you identify someone on the interviewing panel. That would be really icky to approach that person as a mentor when you're also thinking that, oh, well, maybe this will help me get the, the job interview. Like that just feels that's icky. What I mean is that when you're looking at potential mentors, especially if you're deciding between several people, is thinking about if the situation arose in the future, do I feel like this person understands the organization and how to make things happen? The other reason that this is an important question is that it may never, uh, it may never become something for you, right? Like they may, they may never sponsor you. But if this is a person who could be an effective sponsor, they also probably have tips or tricks or thoughts or insights that will help you navigate the organization. So even their insights, just simply from a mentor perspective, will be that much more beneficial, especially if you're someone who's working on your kind of organizational politics skills of how to make things happen, how to operate in the organization, how to understand the organization. So that's number two. Could they be an, an effective sponsor? Then number three, and this is where we start getting a bit more strategic, and these are some of the, some ways that I don't hear people talking about a lot. I would advocate, I would recommend that you also look for someone where there would be a potential benefit to your unit, to having a strengthened connection between someone in your unit and someone in their area. You know, I see so often the discussions around career advancement is really focused at the individual level. And that, of course it is, right? Because most of that happens at the individual level, right? The relationships we're making, um, the job interview skills, the goal setting, the mindset work, right? It's at the individual level. And I'm encouraging you or offer offering to you for your consideration, what about raising it up a level? And it's not just about us, about the individual, but it's about also the connections that we make. You know, I've talked about this in the past, this concept of having a constellation of allies, right? It's not just about you and another person. It's all about what happens in the organization. This is a different way of looking at that, right? This is still the mentor relationship, you and another person, but you're looking at it from a different angle. And you're thinking about, okay, well, where would things benefit my unit? And that's going to accomplish a few different things. For one, that's, that's going to benefit your two units to have that strengthened connection, right? So when I mean a strengthened connection, what I, what I implicitly look for is, you know, what part of the organization are we not really strongly connected to through those strong personal relationships? Is there an area that we could that that would really strengthen the bonds, right? That that's what's really happening in that relationship, and that will help both your areas, and it also helps the organization. The more bonds in an organization, the stronger the relationships. The more the relationships, what it does is it creates trust. There's some really good research out there around this where they used a um, called it's called SNA uh, social network analysis methodology to map out relationships and kind of looking at through pairings of relationships. And they were really able to see, and it, it's kind of almost super, it's super obvious when we say it out loud, but I thought it was so fascinating how they did the research that 
when you strengthen those relationships, those personal relationships, the, that level of leadership. So we rise up above just the individuals and we're looking at leadership across the organization, right? The connectedness. The, it's like the connective tissue in the organization. There's more trust. It's more, everything is more effective. You can get more done because it builds that relationship across the organization. So what you're doing is you're, you're up leveling, you're raising up to go beyond that individual level to look at that to uh, strengthen between the two units across the organization. And what's so interesting is that it also then can have benefits for you at the individual level again, because either on the one hand, your leaders may realize what they, they see what you're doing and they, and they value it. It also, even if they don't see it explicitly, they don't, they don't even realize what they're seeing, what they're going to start noticing about you. You're going to have the brand of being the kind of person who's collaborative, who can create connection, who can create relationships, who brings value to whatever unit you're in. And so that even though in this one, in this third element, we've risen above the individual, it still actually comes back down and has individual benefit for you as well, in addition to all of the good organizational benefit that it has. So like I said, this is going to be a short one. It's sort of a sort of tactical, sort of strategic. It kind of straddles both lines. But as you're thinking about getting a mentor, right? And I know we're at the time of recording, we're getting into December of 2023. So we're thinking about 2024. Now is a great time to be thinking about a mentor relationship, right? Who out there, someone within your organization or maybe your industry, depending on your goals, but who out there can you, number one, have really good mutual respect with? You respect them, they respect you. That is just, that's just an, you have to have that. But number two, who could be an effective sponsor in your organization? And then number three, where can you find someone where it would be a real benefit to your unit, to your area, to build a relationship with their unit, with their area? So I want you to sit with that, think about it, think through your organization. You know, go click through the organization chart, click through names. And if no one's really coming to mind, what you can do also is go to someone you respect and ask for their insight on it. Maybe your boss has insight. Your boss's boss might have insight. Maybe you want another mentor. You can go to a current mentor and ask them for insight. And depending on the relationship and how comfortable you feel, you can tell them your three criteria. You can share with them, like, I'm looking for the perfect person who matches all three of these. Like, who would you recommend? And I'll tell you, like you share those things, especially with your boss and, or your boss's boss or people in your own unit, de depending on the current context, of course, like you make your best judgment. But that also shows that your boss or your boss's boss, that you are thinking about your career, that you're putting thought into it, that you're also thinking about the unit. You're thinking about benefits just beyond yourself, right? How can this benefit more? How can we raise things up? How can we create that connectiveness, that constellation in the organization? So go off and do that. Look for your next perfect mentor and then come find me. Go find me either on LinkedIn. I'm the only Liz St. Jean on LinkedIn or come find me on Instagram at The Mint Ambition and let me know. Send me a quick little DM. You know, I love to hear how people are applying this. So come on over, come find me. Uh, let's have a chat. I want to hear from you and how it's going. All right, with that, have a wonderful day or night or evening wherever you're at. 
and we'll talk soon. One last reminder, we have the new imposter syndrome workbook that I highly recommend. So if you know that imposter thoughts can kind of swirl around your brain, the workbook is a really great resource to dig in and start thinking about how can you be more self-compassionate? How do you shift yourself away from that imposter syndrome type thinking and into a more confident leadership presence mindset? The workbook is at themintambition.com slash workbook. Go check it out. And with that, I will leave you for today and we will be back soon with more episodes. Have a good one. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. Now, before you go, make sure you click to follow the show. This way, you don't have to go looking for the latest episode. I'll come to you. Just click the plus button or the follow and you'll get the latest episode fresh off the press. Thanks again. And remember that you are amazing. Now get out there and rise.